helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. I've said before that probably the most important question to ask is why, which is why it's also one of the hardest questions to answer. So when I see some of what's been on the news lately, the first question I ask myself is, why? Take, for example, the recent acts by Anheuser-Busch, Target, and the L.A. Dodgers. Why would corporations willingly lose millions of dollars to support a political agenda? Why would organizations that depend on freedom of speech to work to suppress misinformation? There's a reason, but I think the one I've come up with may not be what you've heard so far. Look at the news. Look at what has happened to these groups and organizations, and I think the answer becomes pretty clear. See, some promote these agendas because they believe the ends justify the means, so anything they can do to promote their agenda is justified. The rest are just afraid of what those zealots may do. Well, hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. And I am so glad you could join me today. You know, it, it's been, it, it's a weird time we live in. And again, I suppose everyone thinks they're living in a weird time. But when I look at what's been going on with the, a lot with the transgender and the, the misinformation movement, and I see people that well, to my point of view, are acting against their own best interests, I have to ask why. And the answer really has to come down to they think they're acting in the best interest. Now, I've seen this before, right? I've said here many times, I do not believe there's such a thing as a rhino, a Republican in name only. Because in order for that to be true, then the Republicans must stand for something other than the power of the Republican Party. And I don't believe that's true. The Republicans are there to promote the Republican Party, to get Republicans elected, to accumulate power within the Republican Party. So when I see some, somebody acting in a way that says foreign to the Constitution or uh, seems to be against the ideals they've, they've promoted or that others in the Republican Party have promoted, I don't see them as rhinos. I see them as working to what they think is the best, the best solution. Um, that is, by the way, getting Republicans elected. Now, I suppose we can go all we can go back to Disney and uh, Disney World and the uh, fight between Disney and and uh, Governor DeSantis in the state of Florida about um, their special status. But I have to ask Disney. Now, I've been to Disney World once when I was a kid, and by the way, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Disney. Um, I, I mean, I did watch some of their movies. But I was never the person that got all excited about going to Disney World, right? We didn't take, I didn't take my family to Disney World. Um, I, I've had friends that take their family to Disney World every year. And it just, uh, no, wasn't, it wasn't for me. So, you know, we never did the whole princess thing with my daughter and all that. Well, uh, apparently in Disneyland in California, they have what's called their Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. Uh, it's designed to serve gay, uh, guests, they say guests ages 3 to 12, that can meet an apprentice fairy godmother uh, to get pampered and primped and, you know, basically get made up. And yeah, again, 
Disney started with they started with this idea of we're not going to greet people as boys and girls, which I you know was kind of like red flag number one. But now there's been a lot of brouhaha talking about the fact that they've got a guy in a dress greeting people, greeting children as they come into this bibbity bobbity boutique, which to me is just again it's this promotion of the idea that. Um, Guys dressing up in dresses should be normal, and we want to teach our children, 3 to 12, that this is okay. This is the normalization of a uh, an aberrant behavior that we are indoctrinating into the next generation. And um, I have to wonder, why is Disney all down with this uh, uh, this woke agenda? I mean, I find it interesting, several of their recent movies that have more woke themes to them have not done very well. Um, the the uh, Disney Plus, their streaming service, died, or at least I shouldn't say died. It lost a lot of money when they started promoting these, these woke agendas. And why would they do that? And of course, more recently, we've had Bud Light. And the 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 promotion that somebody came up with is that, hey... Let's take this uh, dude that thinks he's a chick that that dresses up like a chick and pretends to be a chick and claims to be celebrating their one year as a woman when they're not. All right, so they're celebrating the 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 adoption of their delusion with a custom can with their name on it. And of course, this person's a social media influencer, so he spread it around the internet and they got a lot of backlash. In fact, the last number I saw, Anheuser-Busch has lost $15.7 billion, yes, with a B, billion dollars, since this uh, controversial promotion. They've tried to walk it back, but it, it hasn't done very good. And, and now, you know, even some analysts are starting to get, to get worried about it. And then in, in the middle of that, you've got Target. Now, it's funny, I, I posted uh, last week, I was, I was posting about Memorial Day, and one of the comments I got was, gee, isn't it sad where the, 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 the homosexuals and the transgenders and all the perverts get an entire month of celebration, and our heroes that died for our freedom only get a day? See, we have Pride Month. The idea that we're going to spend a whole month promoting these people with their what would what for centuries have been called an aberrant sexual behavior. Now I'm not calling for them to be locked up, but understand we are now promoting this to all of us. So Target had this idea they were going to support the LGBT community. They were going to, in, in in honor of Pride Month. They had a whole bunch of uh, or I should say they had articles of clothing designed for the quote-unquote transgender. In other words, it was designed to hide the fact that you're lying about your sex. Right? That, that, that's the whole thing. And they put it right out in, front of the, in the front of the store. And people didn't really like that. And of course, it wasn't just stuff for adults. No, they had stuff targeted for children. They had infant onesies. Promoting Pride Month with things like Being Proud or Twas the Night Before Pride. They, they, they had a book, I'm sorry, that was out called Twas the Night Before Pride. They were promoting this agenda. And um, 
Well, let's just say a lot of their customers didn't really like this. And in fact, the Target lost, I think last number I saw was almost 20% of their, their market cap, you know, in just in just two weeks. Two weeks. They're losing money hand over fist. Almost 20% of their value. Over $12 billion in, in market cap. They have lost because of this agenda. Now, as soon as the backlash hit, some of the stores moved them to the back of the store, and there was a lot of pullback. But I have to ask, why? Why would a a any corporation, be it Disney, be it Anheuser-Busch, be it Target, why would they promote such an agenda? Why would they um why would they risk alienating their customers? Now, some of it may be the the flawed belief that because it's talked a lot in social media, therefore a lot of people are involved in it. In other words, uh, I, I even fall into that trap sometime, right? You see it so much, you think it's everywhere, till you realize, wait a second, this is a really small minority of the population that's trying to get all this attention and grow. So maybe, you know, in the boardrooms, um, you've got people that, that they, 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 they don't realize that. They're saying, oh, wow, we hear all of this stuff about transgender and we got to get on board and we're going to run forward, not realizing that the vast majority of their customers want nothing to do with it. This to me was classic with, with the Bud Light, because if you think, who was the target audience for Bud Light? It tends to be middle class, lower class, uh, uh, working people, right? Not the people that will be running towards the whatever the political agenda of the day is. And Anheuser-Busch publicly antagonized them with an agenda that they disagree with. And, and it's costing them money. Target did the same thing, right? It, it's targeted the, a, 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 what is probably a small percentage of their customer base, and they've truly alienated. They've, they've, they've stuck their fingers in the eye of the, the larger percentage of their customers. And I have to ask, why would they do that? And then recently a video popped up of Target's uh, chief diversity and inclusion officer. Um, that, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh boy, we're in trouble. So back in June of 2021, um, was it Kira Fernandez was speaking with other officers from 3M and Cargill. And, um, there's apparently a recording that's been going around where she says, uh, not everyone is going to believe or be bought into our strategies and our priorities on this topic. They just aren't. And so when we talk about leader accountability and the importance of representation and strategies and goals being integrated into someone's responsibility, like just to be really pragmatic and practical, then it becomes, okay, we may not be able to change your mind shift on appreciating why this is important. But you do understand that as a part of your job responsibility, you will lead inclusively. You will have representation on your team. You will be responsible for these behaviors and expectations. So what we see is part of the reason why there are people now in leadership that this is the direction they want people to go. And if they disagree, well, they make it a, a, a function of their job. In other words, these companies are doing it in part, or at least I should say people in these corporations are doing it in part to change the minds of people who disagree with them. 
She went on to say, and it also quite frankly puts a lot of folks that don't believe in this, but emphasizes that you still have to do it to be part of this company. And eventually you'll see a change in their mindset or they may leave. And you know, that's part of this process too. This isn't for everyone, but what has to be for everyone is accountability and accountability comes with transparency. Now, I want you to understand, Target is a privately owned company. Yes, they're publicly traded, but they're owned by private. It's not a public company. It's a private company. They're owned by private individuals and organizations. And if this is the way Target wants to go, or the way Anheuser-Busch wants to go, or the way Disney wants to go, they are free to do so. Right? I don't think they should not be allowed. But there's a question that I think um, everyone in 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 corporate uh, media in corporates should consider, and that is why in other words if you need to force people to adopt this agenda then then one of two things is is probably happening either the agenda is no good and people realize it so the only way to get it is to force it or the agenda really is great but you haven't explained it to people in a way that they have absorbed yet persuasion versus coercion and coercion seems to be the modus operandi that we are seeing and and it's it's working. We're seeing companies that in any other situation you think would never join this agenda joining in. Maybe not to the extreme of the transgender movement, but think about Chick Fil A. Now, if Chick Fil A is known for the, as a corporation for anything other than than their excellent fried chicken, their chicken sandwiches, it's that it is a Christian owned and run company. They don't, they're not open on Sundays, and they've, they've always held to a pro-life agenda, and it's worked for them. Not only, you know, when people have called for boycotts of Chick-fil-A because they supported a, a certain agenda, their sales have increased. But now Chick-fil-A has added a diversity and inclusion officer to their, I think, to their board. And I have to wonder. Now, is it because diversity is inherently evil? No. Is it because inclusion is inherently evil? Those words are not inherently evil, but they're being used, in my opinion, for evil purposes. When diversity comes at the exclusion, uh, at the point of a gun, and, and, the, and the diversity is always one way, that is wrong. That's evil. When the idea of inclusion has to do with, you're only going to include my agenda, that's evil. And when I see a company like Chick-fil-A that bends the knee and says, you know what, we'll, we'll put an officer in, that to me is a sad sign. After years and years of watching them stand up against this agenda, these agendas, to see them start to fold, well, it saddens me. Because if there's one thing that I loved about Chick-fil-A besides their chicken is the fact that I could go there and know I was not going to be assaulted by some woke agenda. And now I have to wonder, how long is that going to be the case? Of course, to me, that's just another reason why I should do business with local companies, non-corporate companies, companies that will stand for what is right and what is true because they're not corporations worried about the next quarter's numbers. But I think there's more to this. Right? It's not simply that um, we are dealing with, with corporations that think this is the way to go. I think there's another part, and, and I want to get to that, but I have to take a break first. 
before I go, you know, I talk a lot about reading the Constitution, and I'm trying to make it easier. So I've written a 30-day devotion. It's called Constitution in 30, Read the Constitution in 30 Days. I, I call it that because most people don't believe me they can read it in 30 minutes. So if you go to constitutionstudy.com slash shop, you can find under books, you'll see the you'll see that book. It's Const read the Constitution in 30 days, just two, two and a half minutes a day. In 30 days, you've read the entire Declaration and the Constitution. It's a great way to get started. And as an America Out Loud listener, I will ship the paperback copy to you for free if you use the code out loud when you check out. So again, go to constitutionstudy.com. Uh, you can sign up for a mailing list. You can ask a question. You can find all sorts of great information. But if you go to the store, the Books and More section, then you can order uh, a copy of Read the Constitution in 30 Days or my other books, uh, uh, The Constitution Study, and I'll ship it to you for free if you use that code out loud at checkout. Now, another place to check out, please, would be Healthy Cell. They help keep this program and others on the air. And they've got a lot of great products. They're a leading innovator in products and supplements for the that work at the cellular level. One I use regularly is called Focus and Recall. You know, I get to the end of the day, I'm getting a little fuzzy. I don't reach for caffeine. I don't reach for coffee or soda or an energy drink. I reach for a Focus and Recall. It helps boost my long-term focus and my long-term brain power with nothing but vitamins. No caffeine and sugar, no jitters. It works great. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, they'll give you 25% off your first order if you use the code out loud at checkout. So please go to HealthyCell.com, put your cart together, try the Focus and Recall or any of their great products. But when you check out, use that code out loud. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study, and today we're asking, why do they do this? We've been talking about corporations that, that are adopting an agenda that costs them money, w whether it's uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch or Target or, or um, uh, the, the L.A. Dodgers. 
even. They're losing sales, and, and they keep promoting this, and, and they back off a little bit, but I have, we have to ask why. And we're looking for a detailed answer. I'm not looking for the, the quick bumper sticker answer. And some of it is, I believe there are people in now in leadership. Remember, we are, there's 2023, right? We're like two, three genders or generations away from from the, the, the 60s and the hippie movement and anything goes and everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy and nobody can be, can be uh, said anything bad about. And those people are now in positions where they can change, they can influence the direction of these corporations and that's exactly what they're doing. But why? Well, I think part of the reason people go along with this is not because they agree with the agenda, but because they're afraid. See, they're either afraid that the movement is as large as they think it is, and if they don't promote it, well, they're going to suffer. Facts and data show that 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 really isn't the case. We haven't seen a lot of um, of LGBT-based boycotts having any significant long-term effect. But they they they're still you know they look at social media they they look at 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 the promotion in the news they get a one-sided view and they think. We've got to do this or we're going to be left behind because that information is one-sided. But there's more. See, if you look at the two groups, you look at, at, at two groups of people. And again, I'm painting with a fairly broad brush. I'm not talking about everybody. But there's one group that tends to protest. There's another group that tends to riot. Right? Think about it. When you think about riots, you think about uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, um, uh, what was the, the economic uh, riots that they have in in so much of the world? We, even when uh, was it when Reagan showed up in Europe, you had riots, right? Not a demonstration, but physical riots, physical threats. So when I see this, I, I'm much more expecting a physical threat from, well, let's say the we'll use the current nomenclature, the left wing than the right wing. Sure, you know I, I remember. I mean, I I showed up at. Uh, at the Capitol for a, a, an event. This is decades ago. And there were no threats of violence. We, we sang, we prayed, we talked, we had a grand old time. Now, that's not to say that every event goes that way, right? Because during the January 6th demonstration, people walked into the Capitol. Many were, were invited. Some of them committed acts of vandalism. So I'm not saying an all or nothing. But what's interesting is, so, so Target... Put these these LGBT pride uh, products right up front. They made a big point of it, and they got a lot of pushback. So they started to back off from that. They moved them to the back of the of the stores and other things. Well, in, interestingly enough, they got uh, an email. I'm sure they got lots of emails, but they got several emails that really scared them. Uh, one of them read, "Target is full of I'm not going to say those words, cowards." who turned their back on the LGBT community and decided to cater to the homophobic right-wing redneck bigots who protested and vandalized their stores. Uh, we won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. We are sending you a message. We placed a bomb in the following targets. Now stop and listen for a second. I, I want to pull this apart. So, okay, this person thinks that Target is full of cowards because they backed off when their customers complained. Right? Their customers complain. We're talking about a corporation. A corporation's purpose is to do business. 
in Target's case, is to sell products and make a profit for their owners, not to be an LGBTQ mouthpiece. Not in this person's mind. See, if we, we realize that our customers aren't happy, we backed off, they see it as turning their backs. I can't exactly say that I blame them. I mean, in many ways, I believe Target turned their backs on the majority of their customers when they promoted this pride stuff. So, okay, we'll leave it there. I love the way he talks about homophobic right-wing redneck bigots. Okay, most of the people I'm talking about, they're not afraid of homosexuals. They're not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm called a homophobe all the time. I'm not afraid of homosexuals. I just don't want them bullying me into promoting their agenda. Right wing? Okay, I'll give them that. That Redneck bigots. I'm sorry. When I'm thinking of rednecks, I'm not thinking of people who shop at Target. I'm thinking of people who shop at Walmart. Target tends to be a little more middle class, upper middle class. And he says, bigots. Aren't you being bigoted in denying their desire not to be confronted with an LGBTQ agenda when they show up at the store to go shopping? Now, he says that they protested and vandalized their store. Okay, they protested. I haven't seen any reports of vandalism. So again, we just have stuff coming out. And he said, we won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. I'm sorry, no one is hunting down transgenders. No one's hunting down uh, uh, gays, bisexuals. Nobody is. All right, let me rephrase that. Maybe there are a handful, right? Because when you say every or never or anyone or no one, it's rarely true. So people are not out hunting down transsexuals. They're saying, don't put your stuff in our face. But the response is, we placed a bomb. Now, whether they actually placed a bomb or not is immaterial. This is a bomb threat. This is a threat on people's lives because you disagree with the political agenda and you disagree with a score listening to their customers, their patrons, rather than a political agenda. You have a, a store, a company whose business is selling stuff, not promoting your agenda, and you're willing to bomb them or threaten to bomb them because they disagree with you? This is, this is extortion. This is, this is no different than saying, gee, really nice target you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. This is, but it's, and notice, it's not the right-wing group that he claims that are doing the, the vandalism and making the threats. It is the left-wing. I'm not saying right-wingers, there are no right-wingers that do this. But I am saying that, uh, um, you know, here you have an example, an actual example of people. The people threatening Target was not the people who complained about, about their promotion of Pride Month. It was the people that complained when they pulled Pride Month. And again, this may, I'm, I'm assuming, by the way, this is a, an individual or a small handful of lunatics on that side. The, the I, I believe a little history will show the percentage of people willing to go that far to promote this agenda outweighs those who would go that far to stop that agenda. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm saying relatively we're going to see, uh, we, we tend to see a lot more violence on the quote-unquote left-wing side than we do on the right-wing side. Actual violence, not the, the, the claimed violence. Now, I mentioned the Dodgers. Let me talk a little bit about sports. See, I, I watch sports to be entertained. I want to see sports. 
Now, my favorite sport is auto racing. I used to watch football. I always I actually followed professional football. I never really got into college football. I never under, I never knew why, but I, I focused on, on professional. I stopped watching them years ago because the NFL became stupid. They became more political. I don't show up to, I don't watch a football game to get a political lesson. I go there to watch people play ball. I stopped watching NASCAR for pretty much the same reason. They just got stupider and stupider and stupider, and I don't watch them anymore. I've never been a big baseball fan. Uh, I've been to a several games, but never been a big baseball fan. But of course, I know about the L.A. Dodgers. Now, here's where life got interesting. See, the, the, the L.A. Dodgers announced that uh, a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This is a well-known San Francisco group of queer and trans quote-unquote nuns. These, these, are, these are apparently dudes dressing up as chicks and pretending to be nuns, mocking not only nuns, but uh, the, the Christian faith and, and the Catholic uh, denomination. So when the L.A. Dodgers decided they were going to have a, an annual pride night, they have a pride night, they invited this group. And again, people were not happy. Because guess what? If you're a, a Christian, regardless of how you feel about trans, do you really want the idea of, of, of nuns, of women who dedicate themselves to the Christian? Do you really want to see them mocked by a bunch of, of transgender, queer, whatever nonsense? Do you really want that? And apparently, even in Los Angeles, the number of Christians far outweighs, the, uh, probably even the number of Catholics far outweighs the number of LGBT people who would support the mocking uh, uh, of a religion. So uh, there was a lot of pushback. And the baseball team rescinded the invitation. So, of course, now the, the LGBTQ community has to put, put their sense in. And I have no problem with that. They have every right to do that. And now the, the baseball team has reversed course again. They re-invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Now, I have to ask, I have to wonder. I don't know when Pride Night is. I guess I'm, oh, it's the middle of June, June 16th. I'm curious how many people are going to show up for Pride Night. I don't know. You know, if I were a baseball fan, I wouldn't be showing up on that day. The same way that, uh, you know, I, I would not show up for um, any sporting event that was promoting a political agenda. Again, it's one thing to say, hey, we, we uh, you know, we don't mind. If you're LGBTQ, we are more than happy to welcome you in when, and, and to have you here. I don't even know that I would be offended totally by the idea of a pride night. Um, you know, because it's, hey, we, we, we're proud to have you as, as fans. We are proud to have you here. We're proud to have you as customers. I have no problem with that. But if you're telling me that to do that, you have to mock and belittle religious people who disagree with the LGBT agenda. Well, then, yeah, I got a problem with that. And I'm curious what the uh, attendance will be at Pride Night this year. For the, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't know. I guess that uh, history, recent history, gave me the idea that it will probably be down. But I have to wonder, 
where is where are the LA Dodgers getting their information about their customer base? Because remember, the the baseball team is a business. Yes, they hire people to play ball in order to sell sell tickets and merchandise to make money. That's it. That's its purpose in life. So the question is, will this make them money or cause them money? And I guess more importantly, why are we seeing corporations placing a uh, putting as a a essential part of their business a political agenda? Again, whether that agenda be LGBTQ, whether it be Christian, why? Why have we turned everything into politics? And that's another question that that um, I think needs needs deeper insight. And I, I'm not really prepared to do that here at this time. But what I'm seeing are corporations that are dealing with a, a forced perspective. Uh, I spent years, decades working in photography. My, my father, when I was a small child, the family business included auto racing books and magazines. My father, my grandfather, and my mother were all professional photographers. I learned from the age of five about photo photography and how to make a picture say what you want it to say. And one of the ideas is this idea of perspective. Uh, if you're taking a picture of something and you want to give a sense of scale, you put a human in front of it. Right? If you have a picture, if you want to get an idea of, of say, uh, how big a statue is, you place a subject, a human being, because most of us have a generalized idea how big people are, and it gives you this idea of perspective. Now, one of the things you can do is to force someone's perspective. You see this all the time when you see, uh, say, somebody, um, somebody goes to Paris, France, and uh, they got this wonderful picture of a person and they are they're in the distance you see the Eiffel Tower. And they compose the, the, the frame so that the subject, the person, holds their palm out so that from the camera's point of view, the Eiffel Tower seems to be sitting in their hand. And we know the Eiffel Tower is much larger than that, but it's a trick of the eye, right? That's a forced perspective. And I think that's a lot of what's happening here. We have, we have social media. We have these, these uh, activist groups. We have corporate media. And now we have corporations promoting it, focusing on one little bitty thing and ignoring everything else. Joel's saying you can't see the forest for the trees. They're focusing on a tree and they're ignoring everything else. And because of that, they think this agenda is bigger than it actually is. They are afraid of falling behind or the, and so they go along with it. Or they're afraid of the, the repercussions if they don't, because they've learned over decades that if you, if you don't support the extortion of certain agendas, you get punished. We saw this in the in in the uh, the civil rights agenda of say uh, a, a Jesse Jackson or um, an Al Sharpton, where they will uh, basically threaten businesses and organizations. You will promote the people we want you to promote, or we will boycott you and cost you money. And people folded. So we've learned this agenda, um, and, and again, this agenda is now it's spreading. It, it's become. The almost a modus operandi, right? If you don't like what you see, when we'll threaten boycotts, we'll threaten all sorts of things, almost to the point in some cases of extortion.
right? Don't give us what we want and we will punish you. I've got some other things I want to look at, but I've got to take another break. But I want to remind you, you know, the Constitution study is just one of several voices heard here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. So do like I do. Make it a daily stop for news and information, but do more. Like I do, I look at the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos, and I share them wherever I can. I'm asking you to do the same, because by doing so, we help to secure the blessings of liberty. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. And today we're asking, why do they do that? Why do, do corporations and, and businesses promote agendas that cost them money? And I think we've come up with some fairly good answers. But one of the things I, I want to turn to now for this segment is, is something I, I don't think is often recognized. See, very often we have the, these people in these leadership positions are given a very myopic view of, um, of the world. What do I say? It's not what you don't know. It's what you know that just ain't so that really gets you in trouble. So when they're presented with data and, and information and, and 
uh, social media posts and, and uh, you know, news podcasts promoting this agenda, they look at this and they say, hmm, this must be a big deal. We must follow along. And that only works as long as they are exposed primarily to only one side of the argument. Now, we saw this actually a, a couple of years ago. You remember when uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe was running for governor? And during a debate, he said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Now, that turned out to be a turning point in that election because parents were very upset with the idea that the governor, the, the, uh, the man running for governor, that the government should decide what their children should be taught because they get to decide what to teach your children. And if they're the ones deciding that, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, LGBT is good, transgender is good, anyone who disagrees with it is evil, whatever you do, don't listen to your parents, they only get one side of the story. And, and Mr. McAuliffe lost his bid to become governor. But there's more. See, actually, just a few weeks ago, uh, in the Virginia legislature, there was a bill pending called SB 1515. And, uh, uh, Basically, this bill would require creators of adult sexual content to verify the user's identity. Right? So the idea is, um, let's make sure that the kids, I'm assuming this was online content, but the idea was that the kids would not be able to gain access to information that is considered adult only because they lie about their age. Right? It's a little bit of verification. Well, during the debate, a hot mic moment was caught, was caught by Senator uh, uh, State Senator Monty Williams, when he referred to that as parental garbage. He said the, the idea of verifying adult identities on explicit sites was stupid. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, because it shows a, a again, we only want to show one side of the agenda. If you disagree with us, it's not that we disagree. It's stupid. It's garbage. It's the idea of, I cannot possibly be wrong, and anybody who disagrees with me obviously is not smart enough to understand. And we encounter this all the time. We, I, you know, we see it in so many situations, and it's one of the things I try to, to argue against. I, I had one uh, the other day. I was on a conference call where someone made an assertion that I knew was false. I, I, but rather than simply yelling at him and calling him names, I asked him to provide any evidence of what he said was true, and he couldn't. Now, he continued to claim it was true, but my response is always, but you can't show that it's true. You can't give me any proof of this. That's how I try to deal with it. But it's important to understand that works because you had information and counter-information. Sadly, counter-information now is being called misinformation. The idea of you say anything contrary to the current political agenda, that is misinformation, disinformation, and they want to shut it up. Why do you think the censorship movement has been so strong lately? Because when your agenda is based on only showing one side of the story, the one thing you cannot allow is the other side of the story to be heard. And whether it's a state senator that simply refers to their opponent as stupid, to the idea of parents having a, a say in what's going on, parental garbage, or it's the idea of how big and influential the transgender movement is, how much of your customer base would be impacted by this. 
the last thing we want to, that, that people want allowed heard is the other side. As Tim Harvey or Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. We're hiding. I used to love that program. It's the rest of the story that we have to hear if we're going to make a, an informed decision. They don't want an informed decision. They want you to make the right decision in their minds. And any information that contradicts that, well, that's just bad information. Uh, take, for example, the, the International pa uh, Panel on Information Environment. Uh, this is a, a, an international, or, obviously international organization. Uh, it's got uh, over 200 researchers from 55 different countries focusing right, on the decline of public comprehension and confidence in science. In other words, their whole point, the, the, the public is looking at the science and saying, you guys are idiots. You know, what you say just doesn't, it, it's not that, you're, that we don't understand what you're saying. We've got evidence that what you're saying is wrong. And because of that, we don't trust you anymore. So this is a group that says you, that, that, again, they want one side of the story told. The scientists are right. Everyone else is wrong. I remember listening to an interview with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he kept saying, the consensus is, the consensus is. And the one thing I kept shouting at the interviewer saying, what happens when the consensus is wrong? Because the consensus is often wrong. Now, why do I bring up this International po uh, Panel on Information Environment, the IPIE? Well, they recently had a meeting in Washington, D.C. To, to do this. And um, uh, the... According to reporting from the New York Times, they are partnering with groups like the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Brothers Funds, the Skoll Foundation, uh, in order to promote this idea of we have to tell you what the truth is. Because the research at the IPIE were apparently inspired by the tactics of the IPCC, the UN's International uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and the, how they you know, made sure to vilify anybody who disagreed with them. And they feel that online misinformation is analogous, analogous to the risk posed by global warming, which has been proven to be a fraud. I know a lot of people don't, don't agree with me with that, but if you look, all their claims have been found wrong, com completely, completely wrong. So you have all these foundations giving all this money for the purpose of censoring a certain point of view. And it's not just the organizations. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration revealed the launch of a webpage designed to address and curtail what it says is the spread of misinformation related to health and medical topics online. This is the same FB, FDA that has been proven to lying to the American people. They lied when they said that uh, the, the COVID vaccines were safe and effective. They never tested them for efficacy, and their, their testing of safety was, well, fraudulent at best. But they want to decide what is allowed to be considered information about health and medical topics. The same FDA that violated the law, federal law, and created emergency use authorization for a product that wasn't an emergency and when there were other effective uh, treatments that the FDA simply ignored or actively uh, uh, modified their testing processes to prove they didn't work. This is the FDA that wants to decide what medical information you are allowed to see, to read, to hear.
And of course, who can forget the, the information revealed under the Twitter files of the times we have government agencies working with social media to suppress information that they know is true, but doesn't give them the outcome that they want. Now, it's not just in the U.S. The European Union has very strict controls over what people can say. They have what they call a code of practice. Um, it's basically a censorship regime, or at least it could be considered that. The EU gets to determine what information needs to be pulled from different platforms. Um, well, recently, uh, the, the Twitter voluntarily left the EU's code of practice against disinformation. Now, uh, according to uh, uh, some, uh, a, uh, one of the, the international, I'm sorry, internal marketing commissioners, they said, uh, yeah, you can voluntarily leave, but the obligation remains. So I guess you can't really leave. What is it? What's the old Hotel California? You can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. Or as Brenton put it, uh, you can run, but you can't hide. He said, beyond the voluntary commitments, fighting disinformation will be legal obligation under their law as of August 25th. Meaning, in the year in in Europe, fighting what the Fed, what the government doesn't like is now required. It is law in the European Union. Now, I don't know if it was this law or, or others that, that led Twitter to do some very interesting things. For example, in, in recent weeks, uh, Twitter has removed inf content and accounts from their platform at the request of the Turkish government ahead of the elections. Does that sound familiar, anybody? Let's remove content about a candidate's son coming up on an election because, well, it makes the candidate shows again. I don't know what the information from the Turkish government was. I don't know what it was they were looking to. I don't care. The point is you have government entities demanding the suppression of free speech. Now, what really concerns me, and again, Musk bought Twitter, and he's done some very good work there. And he's, he's, he's claimed to be a free speech a, a, a absolutist. Right? He says, it, 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 you don't suppress free speech. You she need to be allowed to say something that somebody doesn't like. Now, uh, Twitter has actually come under some pressure. Uh, the people have been complaining about uh, the fact that they've complied with the majority of censorship demands from government. But what's interesting is what Musk said. He says, please point out where we had an actual choice and we will reverse it. Now, I don't know if he was referring to international laws or U.S. laws, but I'll tell you, in the United States, you absolutely have a choice. It's called the Constitution. It's called understanding that if Congress passes a law that suppresses the freedom of speech or freedom of the press, you don't have to follow it. Those, by the way, those aren't my words. Those are the words of the Supreme Court. See, in Ex parte Siebel back in 1879, an unconstitutional law is void and is as no law. An offense created by it is not a crime. A conviction under it is not merely erroneous, but is illegal and void and cannot be a legal cause of imprisonment. Or how about uh, uh, Norton v. Shelby County back in 1886? 
An unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It affords no protection. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as an operative as though it had never been passed. So that's the beauty of the system we have here in the United States. Simply because an oligarch or a tyrant says something doesn't mean you have no choice. I'm not saying there won't be consequences, but it's all the more reason why it's not the first person that stands up. It's the people that join him that make the ultimate difference. So in response to this, I saw another article. This one came from Telegram. Uh, a spokesman for Telegram was speaking to New Straight Times, and um, they said Telegram will not, however, participate in any form of political censorship. Now, he was talking about the fact that the, the platform does moderate what they call harmful content, uh, pornography, the sale of illegal drugs, uh, and also content that violates its terms of service. But they make a point they, that they will not participate in any form of political censorship. That makes me like Telegram more than it does than Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I want to see this act out, though. I don't want to see them say this. I want to see them do this. I want to see them actually do something to, do, to, to stand up. See, to me, it's not enough to say something is true. You have to act on something that's true. It's one of the reasons why whenever a candidate comes asking for my vote, the first question I ask is them to show me where they upheld their oath to support the Constitution when it cost them something. Not when it was go along to get along, when it cost them something. Because I don't care so much what you say. I really care what you do. And by the way, when you live that way, it really tends to set people back on their heels. See, when I ask a candidate, show me, show me where you stood up when it cost you something. About 90%, they just give me a political platform. Uh, there's a few that say, hey, I raised my right hand and I fought for this country. I will give them a chance. But very few actually have thought about it. When have I actually stood up, fulfilled my oath to the Constitution when it cost me something? So I go back to the question, why do corporations do this? I think part of it's because they have a, um, they're, they're, this, they're being surrounded by a small perspective of what's going on. They have a myopic view of the world. They're being hidden from all the information under the claim it's disinformation, misinformation, or just, um, you know, won't survive the test of time. They're focusing on one little aspect, and they're giving in to a rational fear. Fear that their customer base will abandon them when evidence shows that, no, their customer base wants you to go back to the old way. Sometimes it's a rational fear that there are those that will violently oppose you. But I have to ask, what is your freedom worth? Isn't it worth maybe standing up to the bullies and saying no? But whether they're giving into an irrational fear or a rational fear, what we're seeing is extortion, intimidation, bullying, mob mentality. And we're kind of letting it go. We're not standing opposed to it the way we should. We're not pushing back the way we should. And because of that, it continues to grow. I know it's scary to stand up, but somebody has to. But more importantly, when someone does stand up, do you rush to their side to help?
That's part of what we're trying to do here with the Patriots program that's coming up later this year. You can find out more at constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. It's to help people know and be prepared to stand up for freedom and rights and liberty when they are challenged wherever they may be. Now, I hope you'll check out that program. Again, constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. But I also come back, you hope you'll come back and join me here every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Constitution Study on America Out Loud Talk Radio heard in the iHeartRadio network. If you can't listen then, all the shows go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio, and you can listen to your favorite podcast app. But do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave me a rating, a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study. It helps other people see the other points of view. You can find all the links at the homepage at americaoutloud.com. But share them. Don't just be that one person standing up. Share them as far as you can, because you're sharing the blessings of liberty. <laughs>